For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Episode number 406, Jessica Jones, Season 2, Episodes 1 through 4, a.k.a. Start at the Beginning, a.k.a. Freak Accident, a.k.a. Soul Survivor, and a.k.a. God Help the Hobo. Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I'm here with my friend, your friend, Samantha. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing great, thank you. Yeah. Hey, so this is a a nice little change from what we were watching. And uh nice isn't necessarily always the best word when it comes <laughs> to Jessica Jones, but uh I just felt like that was a for me, I appreciated the tonal shift and the quality shift between Secret Invasion. And Jessica Jones. But I do wonder, I do wonder if there was a moment in time in Jessica Jones where they were predicting secret invasion. <laughs> and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But yeah, this is our opportunity <laughs> to go back and cover things that we didn't get a chance to cover. If I remember correctly, when Jessica Jones season one came out, it was also at the same time as Agent Carter, and we ended up doing two episodes a week for a little bit there, and then we decided that might be a little crazy. And so we kind of, I think, pulled away from that, if I remember correctly. But we were going back and forth. It was Jessica Jones. It was Agent Carter. And it was kind of like, there was a nice tonal shift there, too. But we really enjoyed Agent Carter. So <laughs> I think that was before Stuart and I joined. I, yeah, I think I think it was. And then what we did was we went back to, if I remember correctly, because Jessica Jones was dumped. It was the season dumps that Netflix does. Yeah. And, and so we came back and went back to it. We didn't have to do Jessica Jones in real time uh, in the same way that when that was one of the things that's kind of kept us going as a as a rule for the podcast is if it's being released week to week. There just was this different kind of urgency in covering it. And so even though, yeah, we, we were a couple weeks late with Secret Invasion episodes five and six or whatever, you know, and we were late. That's why we, we put episodes three and not three and four. Uh, episodes two and three we put together into a single episode because we were late recording about episode two. But 
there was a different kind of urgency when we're going through Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, uh, those Inhumans even, than when we would have the Netflix dumps. And and that's actually part of why we're in the situation we're in. It's, I say it like it's like it's not it's not a really bad situation, but you know that that's part of why we didn't cover some of the Netflix stuff is we just got behind on it because it wasn't as urgent because it was just thrown at us as a full season and it wasn't as urgent. But I think there was also the idea of it was just so big and daunting that it was very easy to just let it slide. And, and not deal with it at all. And then all of a sudden you have it just piling up. And, you know, but it's it's the age old question. How do you eat an elephant? One, One bite, bite at, at a, a time. time. Yeah. yeah. But in this case, the elephant is Jessica Jones and the bites are four episodes at a time. So that's, that's what we're doing. We're doing four episodes and then I think we're going to do five and then yes. four again. Yes. Is that right? No. Four. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, four, five, four, and then um, finish this season in just three episodes. So, I'm looking at the whiteboard now. Yes, <laughs> that's how okay. it's going to be. <laughs> and I've done some calculations. We may, I mean, with things being delayed, um, and we do still have I Am Groot season two, Loki season two, and Echo coming up towards the end of this year. But after that, we are going to have four months of not much happening until hopefully when Deadpool three is released on May 3rd. Um, <laughs> so maybe we'll get through hopefully all of this before Deadpool three. <laughs> hey listeners, I got a question for you, by the way, before we jump into Jessica Jones here. And, and that question is this Deadpool three sounds very clear that they are pulling the Deadpool universe into the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. I mean, it's it's just clear. They're saying it. They're showing it. It's going to be happening. We never covered Deadpool 1 and 2 officially on the podcast. We talked yeah. about it. Daniel definitely talked about it as a uh, huge fan of the Deadpool character. I think that Deadpool, I don't think I'm talking out of turn when I say that Deadpool is one of Daniel's top three characters of all time. And honestly, it may be his, his favorite character of all time uh, because of some of the emotional heart that comes along with the comedy and the fourth wall breaking. And even though I've never liked the character ever, I've always hated it. I, I also have, it's been very easy for me to understand why he appreciates that character and why he likes that character. And so, yes, I will tease him about how much I hate that character. And I'm not lying when I tease him about it, but, but I am teasing him. Um, and I am angry because Deadpool in the comic book universe uh, shot Coulson and, and killed him, which set Coulson on a course to a deal with a devil and Coulson became evil in the comics and I blame Deadpool for that. And yeah, I, I, I hate, I hate the character and it's not because of the Colson stuff. I just never liked the character, but the question is this, and you can send your answer to us through Facebook 
Welcome to Level 7 is, uh, we have our Facebook page, facebook.com slash welcome to Level 7, or email studioavery at gmail.com. Should we do episodes about Deadpool 1 and Deadpool 2? Should we subject myself to having <laughs> to watch these two movies? The answer and is could yes. I come around and actually like them? If we can somehow Where find the the PG thirteen version of Deadpool yeah, two, I think you'll appreciate that. Well, and is that another episode to have to do the the uh, Princess Bride version of? Deadpool 2. Well, if we do that, then we'll have to do a whole episode on the Deadpool 2 version that's like X-rated because there's a lot of extra blood. So there is a a harder R episode? Yes, and I I did look at clips of it. I didn't sit through the whole thing, but Uh I did look at clips of it, and it's basically they just CGI'd more blood splashes. Like, they're throwing buckets at the screen. Blood splashes. That's that's kind of funny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I think there may be more crude jokes, but yeah, and there are. I, I'm going to talk to Daniel about you know there are some content things that I would probably have to say. Okay, I, I'm not going to watch parts of this um, visually, especially like crude joking. I can usually sit through, and um, but the visuals um, that is something that that does bother me, and I, I don't appreciate, um, especially when it comes to sexuality and nudity. Um, so, yeah, well, we'll talk about it, but I would like to hear from you, the listeners, if that's something you'd like to see us do, and if that's something you'd like to submit me to or torment me with, or <laughs> whatever the case may be. So this, this starts to feel a little bit like when DC Comics asked the readers to decide, does <laughs> Robin live or die? <laughs> You know how that turned out. <laughs> it's true. I. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even read comics. I know about that. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that. I mean, they were ready with both, both going both ways, but I just have a feeling that they weren't necessarily expecting the audience to be so bloodthirsty. It wasn't necessarily the whole audience. Um, from what I understand, the majority of the individuals who called in actually voted yes, keep him alive. But there was a, there was a small group of people that called over and over and over and over and over and was paying something like $2 a call over yeah, and yeah. over and over, much like you do with a lot of uh, spam voting today on the internet. It was and, close though. The the end result was a close vote. And Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know if there's any way of them knowing that back then. Um I don't know if they were able to trace well, I guess they would have been able to trace the numbers if they were billing. Yeah, uh, they should have been able per, to. So yeah. but yeah, I I remember when that happened though. I was I think in eighth grade when that happened and it was just this kind of weird, like I, I wasn't reading the comics, but I became aware of it because I was like picking them up off the, um, off the rack, and I was just like, "What is this?" And yeah, Robin died. Yeah, and then came back, and then he like, created a whole new character or a whole new costumed persona. character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a whole new yeah. persona. Yeah. So okay, but that's 
that's Deadpool. That's Ben. That's my issues and yours, I guess, um, listeners. So listeners, yeah, I, we'd love to hear from you. What do you think we should do? If Deadpool is a part of it, the same with Spider-Man. We we talked about going back in and doing some episodes where we were reviewing the Spider-Man movies from before the MCU. Because technically speaking, as of right now, from what we've seen on screen right now, the original MCU movie is no longer Iron Man. It is Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. That is the first MCU movie because of the multiverse. Currently. And currently, yeah, yeah. It depends on how... It, it, there's some really interesting things that could happen. This feels like more like a post-credit thing, but <laughs> there's some interesting things that could happen as far as like bringing the X-Men into the fold because this is their opportunity to kind of fix some of the continuity issues between the original Singer X-Men movies and the kind of prequel movies that they did, like when they did... Days of Future Past and when they did First Class, where there's there's some continuity issues in between the, these two timelines. And is it, could it be that these are actually two different streams of, of universe? And uh, so bringing the X-Men in very easily could, you know, say, okay, we've got these different X-Men universes. I think that they are going to address some of that in Deadpool 3 even. And so we'll see, we'll see, but it does, it does seem like that. And when, when it happens, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to hopefully track it and be able to say, this is now officially on screen canonized as MCU. And this is, yeah, this is their chance to fix some things. But they could also just say, yeah, it's all just in there and we're not going to say out loud what gets fixed and what doesn't. We don't have to. It's just all part of things. And um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what they end up doing with it. And if they do, we did talk about some of the X-Men movies. We might have even done a couple episodes about the X-Men movies that came out after the MCU started and after um, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. started. But I know we never went back and did a actual episode about the first x-men movie yeah and and so that might be interesting to to go back and do uh in this in this dry period between all the stuff that's going on our post credit is going to be about some of this as well because yeah. we are going to be talking about the things that have been uh, been taken down from disney plus the reasons why they may have been taken down from disney plus and uh, there's an article specifically that we're going to be taking a look at, but it all kind of feeds into just this idea of there is so much stuff. Yeah. There's just so much stuff, not just Marvel, everything. There's so much and superhero fatigue gets thrown around. We'll probably use the phrase when we are talking. I don't believe in it necessarily. It's, it's, but we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> and I do have a short list on the whiteboard for things we can cover once the Netflix stuff is over and we have some time. Are you going to add in the X-Men movies? Um, the X-Men movies are on there. And also okay. I, I separated out the Wolverine movies, the ones that are specifically about him. <laughs> 
because I added it up. It, it total between those two, it's nine movies. Between the X-Men and the Wolverine stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's nine. And then you throw in the three Deadpool movies, too. I mean, two that come yeah. out, but the, the third one as well. Uh, I mean, that... <laughs> I, I, that I keep going on there. rabbit trails. We haven't talked about Jessica Jones yet. But do. I do find it interesting that they've... It's just not good enough to just say, hey, we have this X-Men universe over here. We have this you know, our MCU over here and we have this Spider-Man over here and then this other Spider-Man over here. And we're just going to tell stories in those, in those places. Now it's like, we have to all bring it, bring it all together. It's all connected. And now it's not just all connected, what we intended to be connected, but everything else is also all connected. Yeah. Is new mutants on the list? It is not. I will Uh, write down in my notebook to add new mutants. It is very possible that we already talked about New Mutants on the podcast. Maybe as an after credit. Um, and it might have, it may have just been you and Stuart, because I did not see New Mutants until the pandemic. I just find it so interesting that New Mutants ended up being <laughs> the finale of that universe. Yeah. And I thought it was, it was a, it wasn't the best like X-Men universe movie I've seen, but I thought it was interesting. It actually and was it, a decent yeah. ish movie. Uh yeah, I don't think we did an episode about it. I did on uh on Strangers and Aliens, but Oh, okay. And I'm not even seeing That might be where, what you're thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not even seeing where we did a post credit, although I don't always list the post credit topics in the uh, show notes. So yeah, yeah. Hey, let's talk about Jessica Jones. Let's okay. talk about these four episodes. Um, yeah, I hesitate to use the the phrase "breath of fresh air" talking <laughs> about Jessica Jones because it is a downbeat noir style thing where you have a character who is just raging alcoholic. And is such because such awful things has happened to her. But at the same time, I think I mentioned this before. I can't remember if it was for the Patreon stuff at the beginning or if it was in the actual episode here. But the quality and the tightness of things, even though this is longer. I mean, four episodes we we watched between Secret Invasion and this. And there's 13 in the season. But these four episodes felt so much tighter yeah, and so much more purposeful that secret invasion just didn't feel that way. It just felt so sprawling, but limp and yeah. Yeah. It it just secret invasion felt like, (laughs) felt like an octopus. Okay. And so I know octopuses aren't, aren't limp and they are, they're actually strong, but you know, you just like a, a stuffed octopus, let's say it's a, it's a stuffed octopus where it just has like, it's just kind of going all over the place and there's not a lot of um, backbone to it. And, and Jessica Jones is like <laughs> a live octopus. I don't know. This metaphor is horrible. I'm not, <laughs> but I feel like everything is purposeful and even <laughs> stuff that doesn't feel purposeful yet. Like, um, Oh, what's Carrie Ann Moss's character's name? 
at Jerry. Jerry yeah, has this whole you know subplot for, of her own that I'm just like, where is this going? Where is this going? And I remember it kind of started in the in, in season one, but in this season, it's it's very specific. She's got ALS, and she's dealing with this emotional fallout for being handed a diagnosis of a terminal disease. And there's a part of me that's just like, where is this even going? But by the time we got to episode four, you start seeing the seeds that are being planted. Now, have you seen season two yet? I watched it when it came out several years ago, and then I did not rewatch it until the past week or two. So has it been enough distance where you don't really remember what's going on? Right. Okay. So you, when I say this, it might be something you you do remember or might be it might kickstart a memory so you know we're not going to spoil past episode four so if you want to watch along with us you can watch it now watch those four episodes and then come back and listen to this but um because we will be spoiling episodes one two three and four but we're not going to spoil anything from netflix after that but my prediction for what's happening to jerry is the medical procedures that were used on uh, Jessica on Wizard <laughs> and and on the bad the bad guy that we finally have in the, the, the you know episode three and four, I, I think that she's going to try and have some of those procedures done to her, and, and that she's going to end up possibly even being super powered by the end of this season. Uh, so that's kind of my prediction. Um, it is something I could very easily look up to see if I'm right or not, but I'm throwing it out there now because that's what I do. I'm going to say it confidently, and then when I'm wrong, I'm going to own it. And when I'm right, I'm going to – well, there's nobody's face to really rub it in because no one's arguing with me, but I'm going to rub it in metaphorical argumenting people. <laughs> so I think I yeah. recall the answer to your question. I'm not going to say prediction. it, but I'm – but I – I also have not seen season three of Jessica Jones yet at all. So I can't, it's, it, I can't say. <laughs> I really cannot okay. yet. Yeah. So that's, but that's where I feel like it's going. I feel like as she's exploring things, and this is just me predicting. And if I'm wrong, then maybe I'm, maybe I shouldn't be giving the praise that I'm giving about the, the tightness of, of it. I just feel like there's a different writer's room situation between Jessica Jones and Secret Invasion. Yeah. Yeah. In in Secret Invasion, it felt like uh, the left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing sometimes. And so episodes were being written, but then not being rewritten when future episodes needed something different to happen. But with Jessica Jones here, I feel like they, they knew the character arcs for all these characters they had it all plotted out, and then they made the assignments and allowed the writers to go write it. But then they had someone who was saying, "Okay, we're gonna make sure it flows like this," because everything, everything so far, even if it doesn't feel like it, I feel like there's purpose to it. And so you have Jerry, you have the new, um, uh, the new super for the building, who, in these four episodes doesn't like Jessica because she brought police in and he has a record and he's done some bad stuff uh, or illegal stuff anyway. Um, I don't know where that's going, but it feels like it's there for a reason. 
And I feel like we're spending time with that, if nothing else, for a character arc with with Jessica. Um, yeah. Did you not see episode four? Because by episode well, four, they had he they had s- sort of recon- reconciled. Yes, but that's not the end of it. True. Like yeah. that, that's what I'm saying is like okay, we get to episode four. And yeah, you're saying that they're reconciled, but he wasn't there just to be a bad super or, you know, I, I, there's, there's more purpose to it than just, Hey, here's some color for the, you know, all the tenants in the building. And so now we have, um, you know, this guy who has this personality who hates her and the child, although the child brought some, I think, well-needed Levity. That's the color that the child brought to things here yeah. is, is levity. The color that the super brought to things was conflict. Um, but it's going to be more than that. It's not just he's there for conflict. He's something's going to happen. And but that child, this is where we actually got name drops for Captain America. It wasn't just the the guy with in blue or the guy with the shield. Yeah. Um, that kid has a Captain America action figure and he made a shield for his Captain America action figure. And he said, it's it's not as good as his real shield, but he doesn't need it because there's no aliens around right now. <laughs> it's just, I did that kind of thing with my action figures where I would take, you know, my my lightsabers would get lost. And so, you know what I would use? What? And <laughs> sandwich swords. Oh, you mean like the twist ties? No, no. Well, like the twist ties, but the actual plastic swords... Oh, that you would were, stick into a sandwich. The cocktail and, swords. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I would, I would use those with my action figures as the lightsabers that I lost. And so my, my treasured one was a green one for my Return of the Jedi era Luke Skywalker. Makes sense. I mean, I lost his. So. I understand. I lost my Barbie's shoes all the time. And at one point I just decided, okay, I'm just going to take off whatever new Barbie shoes I have and put them in this box. And I never took them out again because <laughs> I kept <laughs> losing them. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, this kid, you know, there's, so they, they definitely have color to the building. Uh, you know, and by, when I say color, I mean, just it's fleshed out. There's yeah. people there and they're doing things and they have different personalities and, and everything. Um, but again, I feel like they're there for a reason and I feel like they're there to push things for Jessica's character arc. Um, I'm a, what I'm worried about for the child is that he's going to be put in danger. Well, he and, already put and, himself in danger. Well, that's Thank true. Thank goodness for Jessica, you know. <laughs> that's true. It was a real, uh, it reminded me of the uh, Lois Lane in Superman 2. Yeah. Where she's like, I got to prove that he's Superman. And so she's going to jump into the, into Niagara Falls. Well, did uh, you, although, that which was one was the, that? Was that the director's cut? Was, that was like, the theatrical Lois? release. That was the theatrical release in the director's okay. cut. She fired a gun at Clark and she yes. did not tell him it was filled with blanks. Yeah. And, and when she fired it, he, he's like, okay. I'm not hurt. I got to take off my glasses and confess. And he does. And she's like, and he, and then they talk. And then he's, he asks, well, well, what if you were wrong? What if you're wrong? And she's like, there are blanks. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly, the scene from the director's cut of that 
was from their screen test. Yeah, it was a rough print too. So yeah. when you get, even with the Blu-ray, it still looks really rough. And I wish that, last few episodes I've been talking about how I don't like AI, but I, I do wish that somehow they could digitally go in and clean it up because I know that people can do that. Well, I mean, that the director's cut of the Superman 2 is all over the place with yeah. the sourcing of, yeah. of the materials. And like that was actual screen test like when they were doing casting because they had written Superman 1 and 2 to be filmed back to back and so they had that scene from Superman 2 that they were able to use in in, in the screen testing things that they were doing and I don't know if that was a chemistry test or, or what it was but it's yeah. a good chemistry test if it is <laughs> well they had chemistry I mean I my thing with Lois Lane, Margot Kidder, I never found her as as a child, especially. I, I never found her attractive, uh, but I never, ever felt like there was no reason for them to fall in love because yeah. it, I never was like, "What does he see in her?" It was always like she and him, like they were they were perfect. I saw a video about him today where he was talking about how he played Superman and Clark Kent. And he said when he played Superman, it was him just being himself when he was just feeling super confident. And when he was reaching out to other people and caring about other people. And when he was playing Clark Kent, he was uh, intensifying this, but he was playing how he would feel when he just was self-conscious and clumsy. And, once, once he said that, it was it was an interview on the set from of, of somewhere in time, and he says these things. And I'm just like, I I get it now. Like that's how he's so relatable and so perfect as Superman. Is he's walking into the room as Superman and he cares about the people in the room, and he feels confident that he can do whatever needs to be done as he steps into whatever situation. It's just like, wow, yeah, that's why he worked. Yeah. And, oh, he was a, I think after Superman, he kind of got stuck in this heroic romantic lead sort of character, yeah. like characters, um, because I recently rewatched Shelley Duvall's fairytale theater, and he's in one episode as, as a couple different characters for Sleeping Beauty. He plays the prince, but he also plays another suitor, and the other suitor is very foppish and, you know... Very much a character. And in that moment, I'm like, oh my gosh, he, he, he could have done more comedy. He's, he's an extremely, he was an extremely talented actor with like he, all sorts of talents, but he was stuck in this one sort of, this character. And, and then I also remembered that his roommate at Juilliard was Robin Williams. So yeah, he, yeah. he, he really understands comedy. Because he, he did a he, he did a movie with Michael Caine that was a, a single location movie that was based on a stage play. Oh, and it was hilarious. It was a kind of mystery kind of a thing. If I I can't remember all the details of the plot, but they're basically trying to kill each other, and it was it was funny, and it was yeah. He he was he definitely could do more than the heroic romantic lead, but he yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's talk about someone later. who doesn't care about other people. <laughs> let's talk about how um let's talk about the misanthrope, uh, Jessica Jones and, okay. and some of the character arcs that we have going on with all these different characters. So we talked a little bit about Jerry 
and just how she is dealing and dealing poorly, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Dealing very poorly with the diagnosis and just this idea of having to lose control. And that's what it comes down to for her is she is losing control of her life. Uh, She can control almost everyone around her, but she cannot control this. Yeah. And she's losing her job potentially because they have the the medical record um, thing where they're they they can take a look and see you know her her illness and um, you know so if if they can look at that and and see that she may not be competent you know because of the illness or whatever it might be she's out of control though and so she's dealing poorly with it but then you have uh, Jessica. And what's interesting to me about her arc in these four episodes is this is all about her discovering who she is and in some ways also discovering who she isn't. And that's what I was talking about is at the end of the fourth episode, I feel like it is the perfect place for us to have stopped because there's the mystery wizard has been killed and wizard actually does have powers. He's <laughs> so he comes and he seems like he's a crackpot. He's been calling into um, Trisha's show and they haven't been paying attention to him. He's trying to hire Jessica to help him because he thinks he's people are tracking him to kill him because he has special powers, but he doesn't have special powers unless he <laughs> is scared. <laughs> and so he can't just run fast. Uh, and he's at first a I was based hero. I mean, that's yeah, a contradiction yeah. <laughs> in terms. <laughs> I love it though. I mean, it's a great, it'd be a great character to play for a superhero role-playing game, you know, where you have like these, yeah. uh, okay, so I have to do something to get myself scared enough to actually jump into action and, and fight the bad guys. Um, you know, he, he could like somehow, you know, uh, you know, somehow get it like a mentor. Like I think the Hulk would be perfect. <laughs> because the Hulk is always angry and that's how come yeah. he can control it. I mean, if he's always afraid, then he can, or he can somehow focus his fear into helping others. Cause courage is nothing more than having fear and then acting on it to, to you know, make better of the situation. Right. Right. When well, I think that maybe his fear-based power comes from like the adrenaline of, of the fear. Like we, he, he has a fight or flight response that literally allows him to run away from the situation even faster. Yeah. And I think it also could be turned around if he were to actually try and be a hero to fight or flight. Well, instead of running away, running toward, Yeah. you know, and, and, but that's not going to happen. I mean, he's dead. (laughs) So, and Jessica feels bad about it. And Rightfully so, because she was ignoring him and, and not taking him seriously. And so is, is she to blame? No. But does she have reason to feel bad? Yeah, because there actually ended up, there could have been a connection there. And he is connected to her origin story. And so uh, she's feeling bad about that. She does then start looking into her past. She doesn't want to, but she realizes it's coming. It's, it's looking at her. Her past is coming after her, so she's she's going to need to do this, and she's afraid of what she's going to find, and that's why she's been ignoring it. And then at the end of these four episodes, she's hearing about this other person who's who is probably the murderer of of Wizard, 
and who murdered a someone who was hired to go and steal stuff from Jessica's apartment. Well, gruesome murder there. And as they've been following the trail, she's been saying, is this who I am? Is this who I am? And I love this transition at the end where they arrest her. They're putting her in cuffs and they're, they're saying she's under arrest. And she says, that's not, it's not me. Well, it starts out and she's saying it because it's not her that did this gruesome murder. She's not a murdering murderer who murders. She's just someone who accidentally kills people every once in a while. But <laughs> Or kills she, people purposefully to, in order right, to save right. the planet, right? <laughs> right, right. But she then it kind of turns into it's not me. Like as she's looking at what this other person has done, she's realizing I'm not her. I'm not her and I don't have my powers because um, I'm like her or the powers aren't going to make me like her. Like she's recognizing. And and I really like that turning point of that's not me. It's not me. And it was just this nice character moment that kind of these four episodes built up into. And it'll be interesting to see where the character goes after this. But yeah, the other thing that's been fun is her in anger management class. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I know where it goes. I remember specifically who this character is, this mystery character. Uh, the the villain? It's an interesting turn. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Very cool. It's a really interesting, very in-depth turn. Well, I mean, we've got nine more episodes, so there's plenty yeah. of room for depth, that's for sure. Oh, yes. And this is just where... Uh, I keep bringing up Secret Invasion, but I think one of the differences with Secret Invasion and this is Secret Invasion, they pitched it to us originally before we saw anything as a six-hour movie. And that shouldn't have been done that way. It should have been pitched to us as six episodes. It should have been six episodes where you have things happening and you have mini arcs that are going on. And that kind of was there, but... I, I, as we said before, I wish it had been a two hour movie, two hour and 15 minute movie instead of, you know, six episodes of 50 minutes or whatever. Yeah. And I'm f- afraid that Ahsoka is going in that direction for me. Mm. Um, these first two episodes of Ahsoka that just came out, I enjoyed them. But as I'm watching, there's moments where I'm like, this could be moving faster. I, the, the joke that I sent to the Welcome to Level 7 thread that we have on on Messenger was, um, if George Lucas would say faster, more intense. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if Ahsoka was just a little faster, a little more intense, I think it would have, I would have liked it a little bit more. It's not to say it wasn't good. It was good. I enjoyed it. So far, I enjoyed it. Um, but just because it's good doesn't mean it can't be better. It, it couldn't have been better. And yeah, so that's, that's my mini mini Ahsoka review faster more intense so I did see episode one of Ahsoka and then I realized I should have seen the Clone Wars first uh, Rebels is what you want to see oh, Rebels okay yeah yeah okay. no the Clone Wars stuff is definitely you want some background with the Clone Wars stuff but Rebels is what this is kind of a direct sequel to and uh, Ezra the the missing person who was that they referenced. Uh, he's a, a, an original character to Rebels. Uh, Hera, the the green general, 
she's from rebels uh a lot of what they're referencing um oh uh sabine she's from rebels like every character except for ahsoka is they're picking up the the rebels threads with them and ahsoka was on rebels in in a few episodes and so yeah it, it just it's picking up where rebels kind of left off with the character there's there's definitely some space in between but yeah it is and rebels is only four seasons if i remember correctly okay well (laughs) and it's really good so Uh, check with your husband see if he wants to watch it with you if he hasn't already seen it um i don't it it was really good i don't know if we'll have the time because we're very busy right now (laughs) i mean i i barely like squeezed in a second rewatch today so (laughs) of jessica jones of jessica jones yeah Oh man, that's dedication. Yeah. Well, that's I wanted dedication. to be prepared because I knew that Stuart was most likely not going to join us tonight. So. Oh yeah. wow. The the good thing is tonally, these four episodes weren't quite as heavy as season one, or at least my memories of season one. Would you agree with that? I went back and watched some clips of season one, and yeah, it's it well. Let's see what you think when we get to episode 13. Well, that's why I'm saying I'm qualifying these four episodes. Yeah. For sure. Um, Well, except maybe with the stuff with Jerry. Because Jerry, I want to reach out and give her a hug, but I know she would not accept it. Yeah, she would not be happy about that. She She would wonder why a peasant like you is trying (laughs) to do. At the same time, I'm thinking, man, she really needs therapy. And I mean, it's not a total death sentence yet. I mean, she could go out and, you know, spend some time on that, on that island and if she wanted to. <laughs> but at the same time, I understand that she watched her father slowly die over two years. And she knows what it's going to be like, but slower. Four times slower. And Yeah, I... And I've been in the situation where of taking care of family members who are slowly dying. And yeah, it is an awful process. So I get where she's coming from. I just wish she was not pushing everybody away. Yeah. Uh, but foggy, to be fair. Foggy. Foggy makes an appearance <laughs> for one scene and he gets 30 seconds with her and he gets to throw in just a really powerful statement. Yeah. You can't and- do this alone. And but he's right. I mean, he could help her. Um, I'm not sure how much time between when she got the news and when her partners came to her. I mean, if it's one day, that's not fair to to say give it up. You got to <laughs> yeah. You got you got to take this deal or read the room, guys. Yeah, I know. But I mean, I I don't know how much time was in between that diagnosis and that conversation. So there, there's no indication. It could have been a day or two. It could have been. A week or two, but I got the indication, and I I got the feeling that between the stuff that was going on with Jessica, that it was a very short period of time. Yeah, not next day, but also not like three weeks. Like it's yeah. like because they they they've given us some time indicators. Like it was th- three days between when Trish went to the movie producer. And she gave him a two-day deadline, and he was in the third day. 
when they went and confronted him. Yeah. So there's there's some timeline indications there. But. Yeah. Some, but I mean, I mean, even three days. I mean, she's still mentally processing it, and they're putting the pressure on her to quit and take this this uh this exit bonus or yeah. whatever they called it. <laughs> I I I understand with the character. She wants control. Yeah. She wants control. I'd take the money and run. Like, let's let's go ahead. And and she is whatever money she's going, whatever money she has, she's planning on spending all of it before she dies. I get that. Because um, she well, and she's not looking at legacy. Yeah. She says her legacy is is her name on the on the building, not not anything else. So. I get that. And I was thinking, you know, if she goes to, I mean, there are certain countries where she could expatriate to and live very cheaply and she has millions. And if she wants to spend it like crazy, she could. I'm sure she also has more in the bank. So, you know, why not take that deal? But I also understand that the way that they're pressuring her out and Foggy's right that it's it's kind of that they did give her a bad deal with this contract and she could fight it because it's pretty much against the law. But on the other hand, does she want to spend her final days fighting for this little bit of money? Right. When she could be relaxing and enjo- enjoying the time she has left. Well, let's talk about... Anything more to talk about with Jessica? She's going to come up in everything that we talk about as far as these other characters. Other than, I mean, she's had some connection to to Jerry, but it's basically Jerry wants Jessica to work for her again. And Jessica doesn't want to, which out of her control. And so she's going to do whatever she can to get Jessica working for her. And yeah, so there's... <laughs> That's that's pretty much the only connection so far, but it does bring in the other detective. Uh, I can't remember his name, but it brings in this this kind of rival detective, Price, uh, private investigator. Uh, yeah, Price Price Cheng. Yeah, and so he's he's coming in now, and he uh, gets beat up by Jessica <laughs> because he's trying to steal her clients and. <laughs> And that's why she has to go to anger, anger management. Yeah. <laughs> but she didn't kill him. No. No, she no. didn't. She didn't. No. But he... I, I agree that she should not have reacted that way. On the other hand, he should have left when she told him. And, and uh, Jerry's right that there's plenty of clients in New York City... Yeah, Where, yeah, he's talking yeah. about, I, I'm not going to share my clients. It's like, wait a minute. like There's millions of people in New York City. <laughs> and if you're as good as you are, like he, <laughs> that's the other thing is he is not bad at his job. He is definitely good at what he does and absolutely deserves clients to come to him and hire him unless he does something really stupid. But he's not, except for he's poking the bear with Jessica. Yeah. And here's the other thing, though. Jessica has done lots of stupid things. Like, 
So the clients that she's getting, like, they're not the clients that are going to go to him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, I mean, and she's not going to take all of the clients either. And it's just, he's he's being (laughs) irrational. And I mean, he needed to learn a lesson to leave her alone. On the other hand, violence was not the answer. So. But it d- does bring in this moment for him. He hired someone to come to the room, steal the things, and get murdered. Yeah. That was a nasty way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was not expecting that because you only saw what was going on in the van with the doors closed. Once kind of pops open a little bit. But the crime scene itself, I mean, they cut away before it was done. And so when you come and see the crime scene and the back doors are open and limbs, limbs are missing. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) It was awful. Yeah. I had to look away. It was awful. Uh, Let's talk about Malcolm. Malcolm. Yeah. you know what, Jessica just, and this is classic with addicts, they surround themselves with more addicts. But, I mean, between Malcolm and, between Malcolm and Trish, they're recovering addicts, but and they really should not be hanging around Jessica, but they care about her so much that they're practically family. I mean, well, definitely Jessica and Trish are family. They're adopted sisters. Yeah, yeah. And also and just best friends up. now. Yeah, and best friends. I mean, they, they're sisters. And, I mean, they're family. They really are, through and through. And every, I mean, except for being blood sisters, they're sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sisters of the heart. I, th- I think that's a good way to put it. Um, and Malcolm is, I think last season he confessed to Jessica that he had feelings for her. But as an addict, he also recognizes that she needs someone there with him to keep her busy so she she can maybe get away from the alcohol and the rage. But I, I think he's trying to busy himself with helping her and because he recognizes that she also needs the help. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but here's I, – I don't like the way she treats him. No. I do appreciate his – loyalty and part of it is just being a part of uh alias investigations it gives him something to do something to um have in place so that he's not relying on his addiction uh but there's the line where trish says um uh, she gives him the fake id that's not even an actual fake ID. It's just a, it's an ID that's for something else or whatever. It's like a, it's a gym membership, I think. Gym yeah, card. yeah. Yeah. Um, she says, if anyone asks, you're a production assistant. Just do like what you do for Jessica, but you're on a movie set. And he says, so you mean get yelled at and be ignored? And she's like, yep. And he's, I got it, you know? And yeah. <laughs> um, but they, they, they definitely, even without romantic feelings they definitely have feelings for each other like they they care about each other uh he cares for her she cares about him um she just she can't express genuine emotion uh jessica not trish and it's 
hard for her to open up because she's been hurt and there's a lot going on with with her. But yeah, I I forgot how much I liked Malcolm when he when he showed up in the first episode. I was like, oh yeah, I remember him and I like him. So and he's clean, and I like him better when he's clean. Yeah, yeah. he's easier to to like. Because yeah. I th- I think what season one at some point he betrayed Jessica, or something like that, just so he could get some drugs. Yeah. I, I, yeah, and I think that's why he cleaned up. So it's good to see him there. He's there to fix up everything that gets broken <laughs> after the fact. So yeah. Uh, who else do we have to talk about? Well, Trish. We haven't talked about um, Trish. Trish and her boyfriend Griffin. Was it Griffin? I like Griffin. Or I hope well, I like him. yeah. I mean, at first. And then we don't know exactly what's going on, but he's keeping secrets. He is potentially stealing information from her. Uh, We don't know who he's involved with, if it's just journalistic intent or if it's, is he working with the bad guys? We don't know. We'll find out. Or is he hiring a bodyguard to secretly tail Trish? I mean, it could be, it it could, the things he's doing on the down low, the secret stuff, taking phone calls and making sure she can't hear because he doesn't want her to hear because it's about her, uh, stealing stuff from her computer when she's not looking, uh, getting, you know, the wizard, uh, data or whatever. Like he, he's, he's being a sneaky sneak and Sneaky sneaks may do the sneak with noble intentions, but I don't feel that way with him right now. So, and but Jessica also said that he's lived a life, but he's a decent guy. Yeah, no, she's looked into him. Yeah, yeah. and I trust Jessica's investigation investigative skills so we'll see so you have to wait and see on that one yeah 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 um but trish herself like there, there's some interesting stuff with her character right now um the she's she's armoring up like she is collecting right now and what she's collecting i think is going to be taking her into super territory I believe. And I've, I have a feeling that when we come down to our big climactic conflict in the end, whatever it might be, the physical portion of it will involve Trish with some form of powers and or weapons. That gun she pulled out (laughs) where Jessica was like, are we going grocery shopping in Texas? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then they pull out the taser and it's, well, okay, that we can use that. We can you you can bring that, but but is it good? Is it strong enough? Well, just test it on me. <laughs> like, that just made me think of like uh, Impractical Jokers or um, Jackass or whatever, where it's like we're gonna tase ourselves. And well, for a tense situation, it definitely brought a bit of levity, <laughs> and we needed it. Right, right. Moment. Well, I feel like this is. Yeah. You don't, the show doesn't have to be a comedy. 
in fact, it won't work well as a comedy. No. But you have to, you just can't spend 13 hours just in this completely dour, low, oppressive place. And yeah. the other thing is their friendship is part of what keeps Jessica afloat is she has an anchor, I guess, keeping afloat with the anchor. It kind of goes together. The metaphor works, I guess. But she has an anchor with Trish and it's it's a it's a strong point of the series, in, in my opinion. And I, I'm I'm a. Not looking forward to inevitable conflicts that they're going to have with their friendship. Um, I'm hoping that it's able to stand the test of time for the season, at least, and, and that they're able to get through things together and that not too much time is spent in conflict with one another. Um, but again, we'll just have to wait and see. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but all things considered, I mean, there's some. Like I said, the, the mystery is interesting to me. I feel like everything has purpose and everything is is feeding into this mystery or is going to connect to it uh, in in a later episode. And I just I just feel like we're we're watching some really strong television. I would give these four episodes if I was if I was going to give uh, dismembered skulls five uh, on a scale of five dismembered skulls. I would give it a solid four for each of these episodes. Isn't that how you rated just about every episode in season yep. one? I vaguely I'm, recall I'm back this. to it. I'm back to it. <laughs> yeah. Solid four. Yeah. So the wizard, one of the reasons why they weren't paying attention to him is because he had all these crackpot conspiracy theories that he was talking about. But what if one of his conspiracy theories was not a conspiracy theory? And what if it was legitimately happening in the MCU at this point in time? He says the government is run by lizard people. (laughs) Now, when this episode came out, when this episode came out, it would have been a joke that had basis in reality. So it's, we're talking about 2018. This episode comes out and yes, there has always been this conspiracy theory that I would listen to on AM coast to coast with art bell about the lizard people. You have the grays, you have the lizard people. Um, I can't remember what they call. There's a third alien race that was like, angelic beings or whatever but um and there might have been even more but these are these are what i remember but the lizard people have always been in control and it's whenever they talk about it the feeling the vibe that you get is it's like v where it's lizard people putting on fake skin and pretending to be humans and that's what he's referencing but did they know all there already even back then did they know the scrolls were going to be there and the scrolls have been in their world for two decades. I don't know. Have you, 
ever seen the show People of Earth. I think it was on TBS for yes. one season, one or two seasons. Yes, that was a wonderful little show. It was. Nice little was, uh, yeah. alien comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just dropping it in there. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they were definitely using those uh, those alien archetypes uh, with the gray and the blonde guy with the long long blonde hair. <laughs> and yeah. Can't remember if they had a lizard person. They did. They did? They did. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that was a frustrating show because of how it got canceled with a cliffhanger. And yeah. I just am not a fan. I just wish that there was a way that the moneymakers would be saying, you know, we're going to cancel this show for sure. It's going to get canceled. So we're going to give you two more episodes to wrap everything up. Yeah, I wish they had done that because... It was a funny show. I mean, it was like genuinely silly and clumsy and, and clever <laughs> and goofy. It, well, it's clever, but the characters were clumsy. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And the humanity in the aliens. There's fun yeah. stuff. There's fun <laughs> stuff. So there was that. When when he said that there were lizard people running the government, I was just like, huh. Fast forward a couple years to now. So. Yeah. I think. Yeah, fast forward five years. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think we're, I'm going to end it there as far as my notes go. I don't know if you have any other notes you want to cover before we, we close this down. Oh, I have so many, but one I definitely want to get to. Josie's Bar. Josie's Bar makes an appearance in the beginning of episode two. Does it? I didn't even notice. The that's Josie's bar. That's the bar where uh, they hung out in Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And I did a little bit of research. Um, so from the IG, the the IGH name that was labeled on the front of the building, I think it was like industrial, yeah, industrial garment and handling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because of the name, I guessed it was in the garment district of New- of Manhattan. And I found a map, and the garment district is right next to Hell's Kitchen. So I'm wondering if Jay-Z was there. She's, she saw all that stuff in the lab, and she's like, I need a drink. Where should I go? Oh, I know of this She actually knows over, a place. Just a few streets over. In the neighborhood, yeah. 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 Makes sense. Yeah. Nice little little Easter egg there. Yeah. Well, our, our next episode will definitely be about episodes are we doing five through nine next episode yes. okay all right um if if we do something else episode five through nine is is coming soon and will not be taken down from disney plus the mouse didn't tell me himself but i just i don't i don't feel like they're going to be removing the netflix stuff anytime soon but in our post credit oh, no. we are going to talk about some of the removals that they have done yeah so samantha final words i would like to thank our patreon patrons dave julie blessed cheesemaker jeffrey and andrew thank you all so very much 
And I also want to say thank you to them. Uh, they get to see episodes before anyone else gets to see them or hear them. They don't get to hear see them. They get to hear them. If you go to patreon.com slash welcome to level seven, you too could become a Patreon of the show and and help support the show and help us to get the equipment that we need in order to do the podcast the way it needs to be done, help us to cover the hosting costs that we have for the websites and that sort of thing, and and also get to listen to uncut raw audio episodes, which basically means that Samantha hasn't gone in yet to cut out some of the rabbit trails that we went on. Although, Samantha, I don't know if you're going to be able to cut rabbit trails out of this one because this episode felt like there was just, it was all rabbit trails. <laughs> I think the only thing we didn't talk about was Star Trek. So, oh, we need to figure out how to name drop that into the conversation. <laughs> well, I kind of just did. I don't know if that counts enough, yeah. but um, well, I mean, like you know, smoothly drop yeah, it. In. Yeah. Yeah. So you can be a Patreon patron for as little as a dollar a month. No matter what level you join on, you will get all of the perks, which are all of our uncut raw episodes. Um, getting to listen to the episodes before they get released to the main feed, and also, if we do ever get around to putting out some special episodes, there there are even a couple special episodes that are only for you. And so there is a Howard the Duck movie commentary that is a part of our Patreon exclusive stuff that if you really want to, you could potentially be able to listen to that without – you don't have to watch the movie if you don't want to but it's Daniel and me <laughs> and you can line it up with the, with the movie and, and watch it as we are watching it. So, yeah. So that is as little as $1 per month, but it goes a long way in, in supporting the show. So if you, if you get any kind of enjoyment out of the show, we'd really appreciate you, uh, you know, throwing a little, you know, cup of coffee our way. Not that I use it to buy coffee. I don't drink coffee. So, <laughs> but, but anyway, with all that said, I do want to say again, thank you for listening, though. Thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for, um, you know, posting reviews. Thank you for, if you if you have, um, t- telling your friends and family about us. And if you haven't, you know, if you don't want to do Patreon, you could tell your friends and family about us. You don't get the Howard the Duck commentary, but you, you know, we might get a few more ear- ears to listen to what we've got going on here. I, I do know that there was something that was said to me recently that they were concerned. Samantha, they were concerned about the podcast. Were they? Yeah. Yeah, they were concerned about what we're doing and, and how how this is going to go and, and how much longer we can handle this. And uh, they they didn't use the word superhero fatigue. Instead, what they said was, your show has been riding a fad with this powered people thing. And fads fade. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. And you can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcome to level seven or connect with us on Twitter where we're level seven pod. And remember, the seven is spelled out. Our theme music is I Knew a Guy and On the Ground by Kevin McLeod 
at incomptech.com, licensed under the Creative Commons license. Okay. Okay. That's old. Um, before, <laughs> that's really old. <laughs> Do you want to send me a, a an updated? Um, I mean, there was nothing wrong in there other than we don't use Twitter and it's not even called Twitter anymore. <laughs> but because no. uh, it, it didn't have the tag with uh, uh, the Noodle Mix network. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, the, that's that's the most concerning thing would be. Uh, I also can't help but notice that it's still playing. So when it gets to about the two minute and 30 second point, there might be some mm-hmm. hidden audio that might pop up. So we'll just, <laughs> okay. well, I, I just want to let it play out and see what, what ends up happening. But yeah. Okay. Um, before we get on to our after credit, can I do a pre after credit? Sure. Okay. Very quickly. Um, so in the past, I've talked about being involved with Can't Stop the Serenity in Raleigh, North Carolina. And after three years, it's coming back. Um, it's going to be October 1st at the Alamo Draft House Raleigh. Not Texas, Raleigh, North Carolina. It's on New Bern Avenue. Um, doors open at 5.30. There will be a raffle contest, costume contest. Food and drinks will be available to purchase from the theater. Uh, the movie starts at 7 p.m., and we will be supporting Equality Now and the Al Wooten Jr. Center. I will be there selling. There it is. There's the music. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave that there. Okay. And just remember next time, I'll pause it earlier, but you don't have to edit this out. Post credit okay. doesn't need to be edited. I mean, yeah. it's just okay. us chatting, right? So, yeah. Okay, um, anyway. But I wanted to. S- <laughs> I will be at the uh, Can't Stop the Serenity event. I will be selling the raffle tickets. So if you see a, a short, redheaded lady with stuff written on her arms, because I usually forget to make a sign, I'll have all the prices written on my <laughs> arm again. <laughs> so it's, it's um, memento. You're, you're a memento. I'm you're, you're yeah, living, a memento. walking memento right there. <laughs> Um, yeah, and just uh, come out, support these two charities. You can say hi to me. We'll, we'll take a selfie together. If you send it to me or or just, you know, post it to uh, the the Facebook group and it, it'll be a fun night. It usually is. And the movie is Serenity? Serenity, yes. Uh, the, the, the follow-up movie to the show Firefly. The final chapter, if you would, unless you count Not the comic the books. Chapter. The comic books are the ongoing chapters. Yeah, I, which I own, but I never read. <laughs> I just... Never got around to it. Oh, I haven't uh, gotten the recent comics in the past few years because life. I'll, uh, I'll just be honest. And, and I've said this before, even on this podcast. I just appreciate that. Actually, this kind of ties into what I was saying about canceled shows. They got the movie, which was they, yeah. basically here. Two more episodes, you know, or, or three episodes of, of a network television show that lets you just wrap pretty much everything up. And I appreciate that one, one season, one movie, one story. I, I, I appreciate that when you don't have to necessarily go sprawling and yeah. Yeah. And even if you don't read the comic books, I mean, it's a very satisfying ending. Yeah. 
Yeah. It leaves room open for maybe a sequel, which it does for the comic books, but it's it's a satisfying ending. It feels like an end. Well, and yeah, there's there's a difference between a cliffhanger and we could have a sequel after this movie. And that's what I want. I want the a sequel is possible. I want that ending. I don't want the hey, we're going to tease something that you really are going to feel unsatisfied now because you feel like you didn't get an ending. So speaking of teasing and not satisfying Willow. <laughs> the show, not the movie. The, the show movie was great. The show. Yeah. Yeah. The, the movie actually was much better than I remembered it being when I went back and rewatched the movie. I, I already said this. I, I wanted to do a, uh, a podcast about the Willow series. There's no way I was going to do it because I just didn't have time. But I wanted to, when I watched that movie before the series started, I loved that movie so much watching it, whatever, you know, earlier this year. And I I loved it more than the first couple of times that I'd seen. I've seen it, I think, two times before and as a kid, as a young adult, and then now. And I just really, really enjoyed it. And it just was so much fun. I was like, I I want to do a podcast. We do three episodes about the movie, and then we do one episode about every episode of the show, and then we try and get the books, you know. And and I, in my mind, I'm like this is what I would do. Fortunately, in my mind, I was just saying this is what I would do, and not what I'm going to do, because the show just wasn't great. I didn't enjoy the show. It wasn't fun to me. It wasn't good. There was. The, the characters did stupid things. There were things that happened just so they could, you know, bring a character in. And it didn't make sense to bring the character in at this moment. And uh, it, to, it just wasn't handled well. I didn't like it. Other people didn't like it, too. And then all of a sudden, the big surprise was Disney just pulled it. And pulled it along with a lot of other things that they pulled as well, but they pulled it. And so this article from Slash Film gave some numbers to what, what was pulled. It's really interesting to me. They spent $13 million per episode. $13 million per episode. Wow. And you can't watch it now. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, there, there's no legal way to watch it. Uh, so November 2022, that's when it came out. Six months later, May 2023, they took it down. It's just gone. And some other numbers in this article as they're talking about things uh, was the tax write-off that Disney got from what it seems or what it seems like they got anyway from from doing this it was uh 2.4 billion dollars in tax write-off in quarter 2 of 2023 2.4 billion dollars of tax write-off That's astonishing. <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to see $2.4 billion well, in my life. No. <laughs> and they were able to write it off just because they removed it from their platform. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I was telling people in the thread, uh, so it's Daniel, it's Stuart, it's me, it's it's Samantha. I was just like, where where can I do a write off like that? Like, <laughs> I, what what do I have to pull in order to get that write off in my life? But yeah, I tried to be a, a a tax person one tax season. I was very poorly. I did a terrible job at it, but it is. And I also um, was an independent contractor for a business for a long time. And that tax stuff, you have to record, it feels like every single second of your life. And the work I did, I, I was like sometimes pulling like 18, 19, 20 hour days. And I didn't get any tax write-offs. I had to take the, uh, oh gosh, what should we call it? The... Uh, that lump sum for people who are under a certain oh, ta yeah, uh, yeah. tax bracket. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot of work. And I mean, after a while I stopped recording my gas mileage because <laughs> I realized it's not worth it. It's not worth going out and buying the book to record my gas mileage between my clients' houses. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. The, the tax code is not written to help people who actually need help with yeah. taxes. It's written for the people who can influence the tax code. And those are the people who have yeah. wealth and have money. And if you are self-employed, then it is, it is all over for you. Oh, um, oh yeah. Which that's all my income is self-employment income. Uh, I work as a clergy and I work as a freelance writer. And so it's all self-employment and it, it hit us hard this year because our kids are getting older and, I, and aging out of the child credits and it is hard. And so I, I, I want my $2.4 billion write off that I would gladly give up Willow to, to get that. Um, <laughs> but here's the other thing. Um, didn't you, oh, um, don't you, when you do your taxes, don't you have like some sort of like uh, clerics write off or, or like a there is a clergy write off that comes from your home. Uh, and, okay. and I do get that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was not enough to offset what I would have been paying and getting back, uh, or, or not. Um, if I was doing my taxes as a, as a regular, um, uh, just the regular, this regular style of doing things. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. You don't need to hear my tax troubles. Nobody wants to talk about tax <laughs> troubles. Let's talk about Disney. According to this article, Disney lost, uh, since 2019, has lost $11 billion in their streaming. <sighs> so these are numbers that are just astounding. Uh, again, according to this article, they said in, in 2022, Netflix was the only streaming service that actually turned a profit. And so there's there's lots of things you can kind of, you know, blame things on. One of them is when streaming services buy stuff, they are buying stuff for cheap that nobody cares about. But then they're spending top dollar for things that people do care about. And, you know, another example from that is is Lord of the Rings, the the power of the ring or whatever power of the rings, the just so much money is going into that. You can see it on the screen. Um, that's I was astounded by Willow. I, I could not see that on the screen. 
I just did not feel like those were you know, $13 million per episode. That just. It was in the special effects. But I didn't see it. Like, I didn't, the special effects that was going on did not feel like $13 million of special effects that was going on. Except for one scene that I remember where they were uh, racing across this desolate landscape. Um, but it, it just didn't feel like the, that high cost created the quality that feels like you're you're seeing that so that, yeah depending on the scene and the uh, vfx houses some of i mean sometimes there are things in the background that you don't notice or it's so realistic that you don't realize that there's a ton of vfx in a shot or you know color tinting or i mean just a there's a lot that VFX does now that that people don't see if it's a good job. But if it's a bad job, if it's a bad I, job, you notice it. And I, that's why I don't feel like it was that expensive because it just wasn't that great. Yeah. So. Oh, and the armor, all that armor would be custom made. Um. I mean, a lot. I mean, any sort of action show is going to be expensive because you have to pay people to come in before you start filming to train for months, so you can do all these sequences later. It's a lot of hard work. So, well, they definitely put in some hard work, but I wasn't enjoying myself. So, the story was not as great as it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's some of the the stuff going on with Disney, and that's part of why <laughs> it's so weird to me though that they they pulled Runaways, not Runaways, yeah, yeah runaways. runaways. They pulled Runaways. Like what? What? Why would that be a tax write off for them? They produced it years ago, you know, and so it just here we thought. A lot of this was getting pulled so it could be, you know, they could get money by renting it out to another streaming service or, you know, the ad-based streaming services. But no, there's actually more to it than that. And yeah. So Runaways was from 2017 to 2019. I, yeah, I, I mean, that's like long over and done with. One of the actresses from the show has since passed away, sadly, from cancer. Everybody else has moved on. I mean, I, I think it was just part of the tax write-off. In order to get the tax write-off, they had to include this show and probably oh, lots of other shows that we can't name because we never had any interest in watching it. I think Stuart <laughs> watched a couple other shows that he really liked. National Treasure. National Treasure. I think there was another show, and they pulled it. Well, and National Treasure, and then there was the hockey show with John Stamos. Not I hockey, not basketball. It was basketball. He's a basketball coach. No. Mighty Ducks was the hockey show. Yeah, I was going to say Mighty Ducks is the hockey yeah. show. No, this is was that a, still on. I don't know. I don't. I mean, we can find out pretty quickly here. But. I don't have my phone on in front of me, and this computer does not access. Let's see here. D plus. 
I mean, it's slow to load, but it is here. So, um, I don't remember what it's called. Oh, Mighty Ducks is what we were asking about, though. Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Mighty Ducks the movie. Mighty Ducks the animated series. There was an animated series? There was. It was basically looked like it could have been part of the DuckTales universe. It wasn't, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. But it was an uh, adventure series about anthropomorphic ducks playing hockey. I don't see the Mighty Ducks t- series. There's the two, the the three movies. Okay, I finally got it pulled up. Um, Was that part of the purge? That's the movie. Uh, Huh. And it says D2, D3, Mighty Ducks. Yeah, they pulled it. They also pulled that. Oh, man. Because I thought that the the TV series was actually quite cute. At some places, it felt a little odd, but I. It also had potential to get better. There it is. Yeah, on the Wikipedia page, the series was removed on May twenty sixth, amidst a Disney Plus and Hulu content removal purge. Fascinating. They could have kept Runaways on Hulu. And right now, the only way we can access Runaways is, like, say, if we bought it off of Apple TV. So, oh. Yeah, and I'm not going to spend all that money. Yeah, and I'm not going to spend all that money to... I, I'd, I'd rather wait to see if it comes to a free service or a service I already have. Well... It is there, though. Okay. Well, okay. So that might be the way for us to finish our coverage, except it says buy from two ninety nine. I think you can buy the whole season, like oh, the whole of season three, which That's would probably would be more cost effective. For. Yeah. Yeah. Buy season one for nineteen ninety nine, or buy the episodes two ninety nine each. Well, okay. There are, we'll, are we'll also revisit other this. Services, we'll but... we'll revisit this. But um yeah, I mean if you're if you're doing it for the podcast, Samantha, we would we'd find a way to you know, send... Stewart's already suggested a way that's I believe legal. <laughs> well, I was just going to say we can funnel some of the Patreon funds over. Yeah. To do that too, so Okay, well, and but that makes sense because they are making direct money from that. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, well. Anyways, that is that. That is what we were going to talk about, and yeah, is it superhero fatigue that is why that they are, you know, having to take things down no it's it's not i i don't think it is i think that there is definitely a recognition though that not everything is high quality and so secret invasion not doing well that's not superhero fatigue willow not doing well that's not because there's too much star wars out there it's because it wasn't great ahsoka we'll see how good it is but you know book of boba fett and mandalorian season three they just weren't that good and so 
can you blame it on superhero fatigue? No. If the viewers are saying it's not good and then they're not going to watch it, that's not superhero fatigue. That's them saying, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on – no. Fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice, shame on me. That's the, the viewer saying, you weren't giving me quality stuff. And so we're not going to watch what you are going to give us after that in the same arena because it's not good. And Willow wasn't good. Mandalorian season three, not great. It had moments, but it wasn't great. Ahsoka, what I'm worried about is that it's just so deeply mired in with Rebels that people who don't have time to watch it, like you, aren't going to enjoy it very much and then they're you know it's star wars fatigue well no just give us decent shows that we can watch that are kind of connected but to do their own thing and i've been saying for a couple years now i think that you know i feel like they're putting more money into more content when they should be putting taking that same amount of money and putting it into Fewer bits of content so you get better quality content that people will want to watch. And, I mean, I know the BBC, um, they put tend to put quality first before, um, you know, the bottom line. But here in the U.S. and Hollywood, they, they put the bottom line before anything else. And sometimes they end up shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Turner and Hooch was removed. Mighty Ducks Game Changers was removed. Mysterious Benedict Society was removed. Willow and the making of Willow were removed. The World According to Jeff Goldblum removed. What? Cheap, Cheaper by the Dozen remake removed. Black Beauty remake removed. Better Nate Than Ever removed. Uh, yeah, just uh, then a lot of stuff that I never heard of. The Jeff Goldblum show I watched was interesting, but that show had been around for several years and then was canceled quite a while ago. I mean, it's like Runaways. That was at the beginning of, of Disney+, Plus, wasn't it? Yeah. That was one of their opening shows, I thought. Yeah. Well, okay. So. So I've been saying it um, off recording, but it's it's like someone at Disney looked at the movie The Producers and thought, Hey, there's a good idea. Let's do this in real life and see if if it works. Hey, <laughs> and it kind of has been. Mm. And it's not just them; it's also you know the whole Batgirl movie and yeah. I mean, everyone's playing the game and trying to make the money, but yeah. Well, with all that said, uh, once again, I want to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for spending time with us here. And I hope you have a great day and a pleasant tomorrow. And Godspeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.